Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, welcome to episode uh, number 45 of the greatest story never told. 45? 45. We're on the 45. And uh, today on The Greatest Story Never Told, we uh, we go back in time uh, for a couple tales. Uh, actually, uh, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, we do a segment every Wednesday called Who Sucks Less? Right. So we'll get to the bottom of a couple stories there, and we'll also tell you about uh, another situation that we had while we were in Baltimore, and this one was uh, a kind of a unique situation at the time. We, um, although we didn't specifically have the Baltimore Ravens on any of the radio stations that we were a part of. One thing that they wanted us to do when we were working for uh, CBS there is to do a Sunday morning NFL broadcast. Right. And uh, basically they yeah, they wanted us to go down and do a free show for the folks at Jillian's for a couple hours before every NFL Sunday. Now, like anything else, Steve and I know what we know about football. We know what we know about the Ravens. But to cover two hours talking about just football, if you've listened to this show... It's not the most exciting thing in the world, and to be quite honest with you, I mean, I think we were we were pretty in tune with what was going on as far as the world of the NFL, but to talk about each matchup and each different team and all that. I mean, we were Baltimore Ravens fans, but it's kind of hard to break down the Cleveland Browns who are playing the Bills that week. But it's not what we wanted to do. I mean, look, no. man, I had done sports radio. There's a reason I wanted to stop doing it. You're surrounded by idiots. Look, the thing with sports radio is just this. You can like who you hear. You can not like who you hear. But in the end, they don't know a goddamn thing more than you. And I got sick of it. Just wanted to get out. Because yeah. in the end, I'm debating pointless crap with a bunch of other guys that are football fans, right? right, right. So we didn't want to do it anymore. Now, the football season was right around the corner. I want to say it was like early August, maybe preseason was starting. And this is when HD TVs were first launched, all right? So HD TVs at this time weighed approximately 12,000 pounds. Uh, they, they, were, were massive, they were tube. They were tube TVs. But Miles got one, all right? So yeah. Miles is like, hey, man, listen. I got an HD TV, which at this time, it's just like, holy crap, you got one. And uh, he's like, the NFL is going to show their games in HD starting whatever year. That and that was. was the primary reason that I bought this television. And we were For, gonna, because not all channels, not everything was in HD TV, but the NFL said they were going to do it. So that was my primary reason to get this TV. So, And that was our agreement. We said, look, yeah. on Sundays, dude, we're going to your place and we're watching NFL and HD. We are stoked for this. Yeah, and I just got a divorce, so I, I had a little bit of money left over after everything was said and done, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. We're going to watch NFL football. That is the plan. Well, lo and behold, by week number one, that plan had been thrown out the window because they wanted us to do a live show from Jillian's. And Jillian's when they first presented it to us, they said, hey, you don't have to do it, so feel free to say no. They told us what it was, and we said no. Then they're like, okay, we lied. You have to do it. That's honestly the conversation. Yeah, it was. We got a few guys. So we got to go and do this thing. So we, uh, we, I don't know how many weeks go by, but uh, we are we are enjoying the fact that we've got a tab at the bar. So it's you know it's it's ten a.m. on uh, or maybe I think it was ten a.m. on the uh, on the East Coast, and we would get in there and we would start drinking. Yeah, and we would do this two-hour show. Now, by the time the show was pretty well at the end. You might have been able to tell on the air that we were somewhat inebriated you because tell. we didn't want to be there. As a matter of fact, interestingly enough, at one point in time, there was a guy who wrote for uh, CBS Sports Online. Mm -hmm. He happened to be traveling from Washington, D.C. to New York one morning. And we broke down something. And I cannot remember what we broke down exactly. No idea. But in his column... And we were right about what we broke down. The outcome ended up like we said it was going to, which is just by chance. Either way, the guy writes in his column, although the announcers were 
clearly, clearly inebriated, oh, the points that they were making held true for the game. So we was, were proud of that. Yeah, we were. We were like, hell yeah, man. We okay, were drunk so, and right. So we, uh, so we, uh, so the bosses kind of catch wind of this. And the one guy that we bring up a lot of the time, Josh Metlock, who uh, unfortunately for Josh, it was his job to, uh, to babysit us. Um, he, he, trust me, Josh is not a sports guy. He doesn't really care about those kinds of things. It's his weekend, too. He doesn't want to have to go <laughs> right. down there and deal with our crap. He deals with us Monday through Friday. That's plenty That for was him. his job, basically. Yeah, now he's got to go down there and make sure that we're, we're on the straight and narrow. So we made a deal with the bartender. When we would get a Coke, it would be a Jack and Coke. So anytime we ordered a Coke, yeah, we'll take another Coke. Mm. It would be a Jack and Coke. But you have to understand, Josh was sent there by the other bar. He was not there originally, but because we kept getting absolutely hammered and we were drunk on the airwaves, they sent him down to monitor us. So mm-hmm. we would sit there, and this dude would stand five feet away from us, arms folded, just staring at us to make sure that we don't consume any alcohol. That is correct. Now, at Jillian's, they had those big red plastic cups, the kind that uh, you would get like an old pizza hut mm-hmm. or one of the old steakhouses where you could get refills, just a big old red plastic cup. So it's probably at least 22 ounces, big-ass cup. And this guy was, uh, our bartender was, uh, he was a friend of ours uh, in a way, and he, uh, he enjoyed our company. So he would really pour heavy-handed <laughs> into these. Oh, yeah. So we would sit there through the broadcast and just drink these Jack and Cokes. Now, Josh had no idea. He just thinks we're getting Coke because we would just ask for, for Coke. And he would hear us just yeah. order a Coke. So, you know, the season winds down, and, and, and we're doing this with, Pretty regularly. I mean, that's that's what we do. We go there and we just start drinking these Jack and Cokes. As soon as we get in. As soon as we get in the door. We get through the two-hour broadcast. The season goes on. We get to the end of the season. Now, I believe what happened was that, uh, and this was around Christmas time, was it was one of the last uh, regular season weeks of the season. And Steve and I, I believe, had devised a plan to sneak out of Baltimore get on a plane, and come to Seattle real quick to interview for the job that we have now. Yes. Um, it, different situation. We were on the Buzz 100.7 radio for guys. We started out as a night show over there. Uh, that, that's the job that, that we're coming to see if we, can, if we can snag. Actually, we didn't know. We didn't know if we were going to work on middays. We didn't know if we were going to work mornings. It didn't matter. We just were going to be on the radio station. We needed to get out of that situation in a big way. Howard Stern had left. Uh, we knew that that format of hot talk would not continue with Don and Mike and Tom Likas, all those sure. guys who are really not on the air anymore, who had successful shows. We, we knew that that was coming to a close. So we had to get out of there. So we jump on a plane. I want to say it was like a Friday night or a Saturday morning. I can't remember. But either way, uh, Ted and a woman that we also worked with who did sports named Maggie Litz. Litz? Yeah, Maggie Litz. Maggie Litz. I don't say Maggie Litz has saggy. Yeah. So Maggie, <laughs> so Maggie, uh, so 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 Maggie and Ted are going to go down there, and they're going to do the broadcast. Now they've never done the two hours show that we did, but they agreed to fill in. Uh, I believe that Ted covered Forrest in in his lies. I want to say I needed to go back to West Virginia for a family emergency. And I was in Texas for something. Yeah. Steve was in Truth Texas. Is, we're in Seattle interviewing for the job. Yeah, that's basically what, what was going down. But. Josh is going to be there anyway because, you know, they might need some help from the technical standpoint, from just from whatever it is. He wants to make sure that, that they do a good job. And Maggie knows her sports. Ted obviously knows his sports. It's a two-hour broadcast. They're going to fill in for us. That's great. We got coverage. What Ted and Maggie don't know. And we forgot to tell them. Is that when you order a Coke, <laughs> it ain't a Coke. Oh, no. It's yes. a heavy-handed Jack and Coke. Yes, it is. So when they get down there. All right, they order Cokes. 
Here come the Cokes. And I want to say they almost did a spit take when they when they. Oh, Ted wasn't like pissed, but when we got back, Ted's thing is, hey, jackass, right? That's how he wants to let you know he has uh, some displeasure with something. So we get back and it's like, how was the interview? And we're telling him, hey, yeah, yeah, maybe we get the gig, maybe we don't, whatever. And he goes, oh, hey, jackass, by the way, uh, I did your Sunday broadcast. We're like, yeah, how did it go? He's like, it was fine, except the first thing I did was order a Coke, but that guy, Josh, is still standing five feet away, so you can't do the spit it out of your mouth. But he's like, Mm -hmm. I take this big sip of Coke, and he's like, it's like all Jack Daniels. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Our bad. Yeah, we forgot to tell you that, man. Yeah, it's kind of a key component to all this. But he was like, I don't know how you guys did it. We said it was easy. You just get Mm -hmm. drunk. The thing was, at the end of our broadcast, Josh would always be like, you guys seem drunk, but I've been watching you the whole time. I'm like, I don't know what to tell oh, you, yeah. man. Well, at one point, Must be your imagination. At one point in time, uh, we like we get this we get this call from uh, from another boss. We had Drep, and Drep is like, "Hey, guys, don't forget when you're done with this broadcast, you really <laughs> need to go back to the radio station, and you need to cut some spots." Right. We're hammered. By the time we get back to the radio station, Steve lays down like this spot for a car company, Toyota, or something. I attempted I, to do I a Toyota commercial, but unfortunately. <laughs> He leaves the Pro Tools open uh, in the studio. Uh, so it might have been saved, might have not. But either way, when, when Drep gets in, he sees this file up, wonders what it is, why it hasn't been saved. And there's Steve just like, Calm down, the Owingsville Toyota. We have all the rap for We get in that Monday. He's like, hey, dumbass, come here. Yeah. So I walk into his office, and he has this big-ass grin, and he just hits play on the computer, and it's me. I mean, hammered. Dude, so hammered, trying to say whoever Toyota, right? And so he's just like, he's laughing, but he goes, Jesus Christ, man. He goes, look, if you're going to get that effed up, if you're going to come back to the studio and record something, he's like, delete the file. Be glad yeah. that I was the first guy in. I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty bad read. He's mm. like, it's unbelievable. It was horrible. You could still read it, though, so that was good. I couldn't, really, was the problem, honestly. Like, I... I do remember, like, you're trying to read, and sometimes you're so drunk that words just kind of melt or jumble up. It was like that. And I remember I could fight through that, but then I could not actually say the words. So even when I got the words on the paper to stay still in my vision, and I mean, I tried, man. And just because you say something slower doesn't mean you say it more clear. To we couldn't even get a word out of it. I don't even know how I cut the spots out I mean, I do remember hearing them on the air the next week and thinking to myself, <laughs> it's so wild. how drunk am I? Am I the only one who notices no. this? Why hasn't anyone said anything and maybe recut this? Because I'm just hammered. I'm like, I'm trying to get through one word at a time. Like, come on down <laughs> to, and I'm like, because I, I couldn't speak like the whole freaking sentence. It was, just, it was unbelievable how messed up we got. Either way, uh, so Ted got drunk that day. Not sure about Maggie. Often wonder whatever happened to Maggie Litz. We haven't heard from her in a while. But either way, uh, we ended up uh, we ended up getting this gig and coming out here. But just the idea of the fact that we got secretly drunk in front of our boss, who was sitting directly <laughs> beside us for you know eight nine weeks, is a miracle in itself. It was a it was it, it was the only way that we could stomach our way through doing this. Honestly, we didn't want to do it. We didn't want to. We do said it. we didn't want to do. You know, it. We and were... good on the bartender for keeping the train rolling. You know, that's oh, it's, it's one thing to make a deal with you guys, but then when you bring in backup and they order the same thing and he doesn't even miss a beat, good oh, yeah. on him. Oh we no, were, he was great. Yeah, man. we were so bitter because they charged a talent fee for this to Jillian's, but they didn't. They but they they, they pocketed the money. 
and didn't pay us. So we were just so many. There were so right. many reasons why we were mad and upset about the fact that we had to do this because they were lying to the client at the time. Then they were taking our money for the live broadcast and not paying us. We just had so many reasons to be bitter about this. We and in the like, end, we just wanted to watch football yeah. on Miles' HDTV, HDTV, man. Which we didn't even get a chance to do all year long. Not one time. Either way, though, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is. I just so, checked out Maggie Litz. Apparently she is something like a personal trainer now oh, working really? in the sports world. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Okay. She was uh, very nice. I felt bad for her. Our boss came up and said, hey, there's this woman named Maggie Litz, and she's the daughter of a friend, but she's way into the sports thing, wants to do broadcasting. I'm going to team her up with you guys. And we were like, bro, we really think this is a bad idea. Nothing about Maggie. We're just like, you know we're derelicts, right? Like, I'm, This was a, such a nice woman. She was mm-hmm. on the straight and narrow. Oh, yeah. And he kept putting her with us. And like, she would just, I think she liked us, I think. But just the look on her face anytime we did these broadcasts, because we were always just getting smashed. And I don't think she could wrap her head around the idea that professional broadcasters get openly smashed on the air. We're no. like, here's the thing, and this is the secret. We don't care. <laughs> and and once you have that built in, nothing's a problem. We probably had we probably had no less than maybe ten female guests on the show the entire time we were there. And I will say that maybe for the most part, nine of ten of them could not stand being on our show. Oh, you know, of like, course. We, we, we had one woman uh, who came in. She was a weather uh, person in Baltimore for a very brief time. Glaros? Megan Glaros. Glaros, yeah. Now, please pull that up for Mike so Mike can oh, no. see who Megan Glaros is. I want to say right now Megan Glaros is in Chicago. She might be in New York for a while. She was a former Indianapolis yeah, Colts cheerleader. Is. Okay. Now, she was gorgeous. She was beautiful. She right? liked being on her show. And she loved us. We had a great time with her. And we loved her in return. But then we would have to deal with people like Sage Steele. So when Sage Steele came into the studio, right. she had about she had zero tolerance for our, for our shenanigans. And to the point where, like, I don't know if she hated you, Steve, or she hated me more. I think she hated you more, but she hated us both. Right, equally. And so, yeah. and I'm sure she's fine. But you see her on what ESPN or Fox ABC, Sports News, one of the two. NBA basketball. And I can't. Every time I see her, I can't help it. I'm like, I don't like her. She, she doesn't, doesn't like me. me. She does not like me at all. <laughs> right. And I can't remember what we did. I think at one point in time, this is ridiculous. This, but this is this is how antiquated it was, and how different radio was at that time, and just the general everything about guy radio, right? So when you go to any stadium, you have a, a wall of, uh, you know, what, what Seahawks, Ring of Honor. Ring of sure. Honor, yeah. You know, it goes around the stadium, whatever. Ravens have one, whatever. Well, we wanted to do the wall of booty, where we would put the name <laughs> up of all the hot women that came in. And then we wanted to circle <laughs> the top part of the studio with all the names of all the hot women. Yeah. So we asked uh, Sage if she could be the first woman up on our wall of booty. This did not go over. <laughs> it well. did not go well <laughs> at all. This did not go over well. She didn't well. like that? No, no. Not even a little bit. Yeah, not even a little. <laughs> uh, by the way, looking as as back, we, it makes sense. But yeah. at the time, we're like, what is the problem? We'll wrap up one more thing here. Uh, on a Who Sucks last couple weeks ago, we had uh, two stories. Uh, one involved uh, someone calling someone at work Shrek. Mm-hmm. And the other was someone who called someone Jabba the Slut. <laughs> Steve was the Shrek guilty party. I was the Jabba the slut guilty party. And basically what happened was I had her in my phone as Jabba. Jabba used to sell me weed. And she had some weed for me. She was calling me to let me know it was in. And I see the phone ring, and I pick it up, and I go, Jabba, what's up? And then all of a sudden, I just sink into my chair like, oh, 
she goes, would you call me? I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, no. Because I realized I cut off the best weed connection I had. Right. She's, no, she's never going to want to talk to me again, which she really didn't. She hated me from that point on. But I had her in my phone as Java the Slut. So, I mean. You also described her, and this is a quote, she looked like a human tick. <laughs> she had these really oh, tiny oh, legs, oh, oh, big no. torso. I mean, it was, it was something else, man. And, and as far so as, how do you get Java the Slut? Because she looked like Java the Slut. <laughs> she was. A, right. She liked to get You're around. You're not piecing together how she, this... liked to get, she liked to get. When she got hammered, I mean, if if you were in three feet of her, she just grabbed you and like uh, you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like let's go, my car. Ew. Right. Like how are you gonna do it? In the car? <laughs> how big is your car? <laughs> yeah. You mean the bed of your pickup? Yeah. And Shrek, I guess you just had to apologize to her. Uh, no, not really. I didn't have to apologize her, and I wouldn't have because I really did not like her, but uh, for various reasons. But uh, the boss basically called me into the office and just said, man, are you, and I can't remember her real name now, it doesn't matter, and uh, are you calling so-and-so Shrek? I'm like, well, I mean, sort of, man. I mean, I, I refer to her as Shrek. I don't call her Shrek. I always like to be very clear about these things with bosses because everything's a freaking HR problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I don't call her Shrek, but I refer to her as Shrek. He goes, well, look, man, she caught wind of this, you know, she's very upset. I'm like, well, of course she's upset. She's called Shrek. I said, but to be fair, man, I'm like, she looks like Shrek. I'm not calling her Shrek just because of her personality or because she's green, but they have the same build and they have the same face. Anyway, as you would imagine, he's like, look, that, that's not good enough. Don't call the Shrek. That's fine. No big deal. Won't do it. Well, the next day I go into work, and this is back when newspapers still existed, and I guess it's maybe the third Shrek movie or something, but in the fold of the paper was a full-page ad for Shrek, and Shrek was 90% of this picture, right? So... I'm looking at it, and I swear to God, when I, when I looked at this picture, all I could see is this chick that I called Shrek. So I grabbed the newspaper and took it down to the boss's office. He wasn't in there, so I left it on his desk, grabbed one of those sticky notes, and just wrote, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Left it on his desk, right? and I'm not even trying to be difficult. I'm like, you can't look at this picture and tell me it does not look exactly like this Because it did. Right? So, and by the way, she had a baby, and the baby was absolutely beautiful. And born on Halloween. Yeah. My due date's Halloween. <laughs> couldn't believe Me that. and Ted could not stop laughing. We're like, of course it is, because it's the day of the devil. Uh, but the boss walked in, he had the newspaper under his arm. He just kind of looks at me, shakes his head, and he says, you're an ass. I said, I know, but she looks like Shrek. He would not be happy for me to share this part. He agreed that she does. <laughs> he did. He was like, she really does. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just, But I won't call it Shrek anymore. There we go. And there's the uh, Greatest Story Never Told podcast. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production.